0: Hey Bruce! Hey Bruce! Bruce! Well, here I am with all of you, and you know, it was the last fifteen minutes has been a joy. But the the last week, over through the last week, I've had some floods of anxiety. Let's say the action figure coming to a point of powerlessness uh and then what was shared in that meeting by someone about thoughts of what you've said you know so trust in the finite or trust in the infinite you know aware of, you know being but just aware of it but still going through it as the action figure and to the point where you know i want i i want it out you know the mental idea of me definitely wanted out and single, in hindsight, every single thing that happened was a total miracle. Had one thing been different, I would have been led down, you know, downstream. And uh, anyway, so I came to, you know, it was the point of asking for help. I'm at my wit's ends. Um, and, you know, so I had a surge, you know, phasing and, you know no furnace now, but back to electric, et cetera, but, and so without, so I asked for help and there were actually people that cared and I'm not used to that. And I thought it was all my responsibility at the beginning. You know, I thought it was gonna be, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that's how important this meeting is because I know people suffer every day, you know, to no end perhaps in some cases, which we all come to (laughs) in one way or another. So again, thank you. I I don't know if you have anything to share about that, but thank you.
1: Thank you, Bruce. No, well, again, uh, I've stuck on this thing this week, a couple of things. One of them is something I heard when I came into recovery which was, uh, you have to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. And then uh, the condition I found myself back then in was, I thought my face was my ass. So this idea of not asking for help was sort of a defense for the face at the expense of the ass. And a lot of times life puts you in these beautiful situations, though you may not think they are at the time, so that you can pledge allegiance to the ass instead of the face yes and i think it's really beautiful and so you just demonstrated that bruce and you told us what happened you got the help you needed yeah and so you can tell the difference you have a a a practical demonstration in the dreaming that uh what is the ass and what is the face and now you can lean one way or the other Yeah, and then if you, my idea about the shit was just to try to avoid it at all costs. And I seemed to be successful, but the expense was quite, quite steep. And then when I got into recovery and I I was giving a yay for life, so to speak, life started to show up with these uh, patterns and examples of them. And I could see distinctly the voice that was defending the face and then uh, the feeling that was coming from the ass, let's say. And I started this, the pattern started to get broken and I started to follow the ass instead of the face. And I and a lot of other people are much better for it. So this is the thing. These are the subtle activities of self and how it's described in recovery is there's a bondage of self and that's one of the bondages so you want to and just like in spirituality you would see there's spiritual pride and people get a certain sense that they're a a great mystic or a yogi and stuff and so they want to they've got to listen to all the feet to leave this this meditation hall so they could be the last one who leaves the hall and It goes on and on and on. So the pursuit of the spiritual practices are reinforcing, let's say the face, how can they destroy it? So something has claimed the activity, any activity, to promote its own narrative, which is about you're the face, so to speak, in this example. And yet we've seen, many of us vividly have seen how that's worked out and now there's just the learning curve. And this is the experience of a, an action figure that's being directed by, let's say uh, the infinite and rather than the finite self. And so these things start happening. And Bruce, you're an example of it. You needed help. Your head was, had a little pride in it that it didn't think it should have to ask. And then you did, and you got what you needed, yes? Yes. Yeah. And you didn't die and the face you know the funny thing is is when the face shrivels up you don't so you get to see it if you keep defending it you're not going to see it as foreign to you yeah it's just the way it goes it just it's it's it it shows itself as the emperor with no clothes in those uncomfortable pauses that occur yeah when uh you take a step out of its little uh Secure zone, and it and all its forbidden lights go off, and then you see nothing fucking happens, yeah, or great things come to pass. So, yeah, this is just we need a touchstone, and the mental state is not a touchstone, it's too, too volatile. It can only feel secure when it has a lot of shit lined up, and even that doesn't last long but when you find through seeing what you're not what you are that's sound that's fucking reliable and the action figure will show its effects it will because the action figure is what an expression of what moves it yes that's what it really is and the experience the subjective experience is either the same old same old or a live event yes if it's if we're wedded to the face, it's the same old same old, as the Course of Miracles would say. You see only the past. Yeah, when you've lost interest in the face sufficiently that you're living ass to ass, like moment to moment, there's is it's a lot more fucking. There's no one who gets the rewards, but it's a lot more rewarding. Yes, and uh. I mean, we're not two levels below a coconut. You can pick it up. You can pick the difference up. It's like a frequency. They're all in the same bandwidth, but the frequencies are quite different. And you start being able to discern and discriminate. And now you're in what we call AA, perhaps the better way, which is what? Trusting the infinite. Yeah. Other than finite self. Where do you show, where's, where is the trust or faith in finite self demonstrated and reinforced? The thought system. Yes. If you're believing the thoughts, you're going to be affected by a lot of shit that's actually not happening. Yeah. They call them uncaused effects. I don't know what the person or thing that downloaded The Course of Miracles meant, but how I translate it, an uncaused effect is an, is an experience of dreaming, obviously. Yeah in the dream the imaginary cat can cause an incredible effect of fear in you when you wake up and see the cat was imaginary it doesn't cause that fear the effect of the cat in the dream was a causeless effect there was no real cat there there was no real tiger there yes so this is dreaming causeless effects. And we're dreaming on a subjective level. And we're, we're dreaming causeless effects all freaking day. Yeah. I'm afraid of destitution. If you ask yourself simple questions, you're not afraid of destitution. You're afraid of what it means to be destitute. Yes. What does it mean? What is a meaning as a subjective thing? Yes. There's a thing there, but it doesn't have a meaning. As in Buddhism, it's inherently empty. We're having a subjective dreaming where we there's a giving of meaning to things. That's why one person's flipped out about the something that you're not concerned with at all, because you're not, the reaction isn't to the thing, it's to the meaning that it's been given, yes? So if you talk to people, I'm super afraid of destitution, you can take four minutes and display something else, all right. Uh why are you afraid of destitution? Well, I won't have I won't have any place to live. Why are you afraid about not having any place to live? Uh, no one's going to like me. What's going to ha- what does it mean no one's going to like you? I have no value. What does it mean you have no value? I'm bad. Somehow I made a choice to end up in this situation. What does it mean to be bad? I have nothing coming to me. What does it mean? Yes, you can go on and on and on. It's a subjective event. Meaning is being given to things. Yes, the things have no meaning. If the things had a meaning, it would be a real place. Yes, but they have no meaning because it's dreaming we are the subjective dreaming of the objects that we seem to run into yeah is that going to help i don't know i think it could yeah do you do anything with the information no let the information settle and see what it does you'll probably have a little fire in part of the system and then there'll be a crackling and another part will shut off there'll be a lot of pauses Yeah, And then when the system reboots, you'll see it differently. You'll see that it was absent. You'll have a moment where you're still here, and yet something that says it's you isn't. And then when it reboots, you're not going to fucking believe it as much. Yes? And then the bondage of self will be broken. It's not that it needs to be broken. It's the seemingly that it's made up. Is seen through. There's no need to break the bondage of self because the bondage of self is made up. Yeah. Tell the truth. See what happens. Yes. The beautiful thing about satsang and non-duality—it's factually based, really. It gives us an assumption or a supposition or, or an idea, which is you are what you're looking for. Or as Ramana says, being ourselves, reality. That's the presentation. That's a fact. Yeah? Now, can you imagine that dream making if it was put to to, to the recognition of reality. We're making shit out of nothing. Could you imagine what could happen if that thing that makes shit out of things would rest in that, a reality, a real reality? Yes, unlimited power, and it may be exhibited by doing nothing. Yeah, It's like the mental state sets off the, the alarms, trigger the alarms, will arrive as the fire department, will come over, yes, it's on and on and on. I've watched people's faces here. I've watched their physical structure change. Yeah, yeah. I could see how the mental state held held them in their face. I could see it. And then you see it loosen up. It just lets go, yeah. I had this event once uh, in Bali at this waterfall, it's like written out of a spiritual book, but I had witnesses there. There was a woman and a kid, and I just, something intervened and stopped, and she couldn't believe the transformation of my face. I looked like a kid. Like in a second, the whole story dropped, and I looked, the ki- I looked like a kid's face, and she was like fucking blown away by it. Yeah blown away yeah. <laughs> it didn't take 12 years that that there was like a stress or a sense of agitated uh just locked in to the mouth to the jaws and shit like that and all the shit you're saying does that, that when that drops i can see it on the zoom it's beautiful Yeah, that serious intention, that unbelievable uh, misuse of intention or attention, you're so serious, you're missing the forest from the trees. Yeah. So there needs to be a relaxation. So the panoramic can... be influential so that a lot some largeness will come into the smallness that's looking for the largeness yeah so it'll just be injected into the smallness you'll see you're not that and you'll find out you're the largeness that you're trying to use the smallness to look for yeah yeah so here so if you have any questions hey i love the thing we've been doing the last few weeks because I know in the beginning I would have loved to have read this where it talks about the self-inquiry from Ramana and he makes it very clear one who's asking who am I and the one who is asked who am I are both not us yeah beautiful perfect negation of duality what is it the duality of self the duality of self has an objective uh, side of the coin and a subjective side of the coin if you if there's a negation of one without the other this the other is going to be reinforced by the negation of the the one yeah so when you negate the objective self without seeing it's it, the same thing is appearing as the subjective one who's negating the object of self is reinforcing the subject of self yes I thought when I first was at that which was asking who am I was who I was and I was asking the objectified idea of self who I now had a feeling or a belief wasn't me. I was trying to ask that wasn't me who it is all the while asking itself. (laughs) Self can't get out of self. It's beautiful. And this is the beauty of failure if failure is held by the right understanding it's incredibly valuable yeah because what we're relying on is going to fail over and over again intellect especially in this topic and that's it's that's its success its success is found through failure its success manifests through failure yeah it's beautiful so why the hell does self inquiry fail? Because it's what you're not asking, what you're not, what it is. <laughs> and I remember when I would do that, both would get negated and there would be a pause, and I knew that was us. Yeah. So the activity of the objective self and then the subjective self stopped, they negated each other, and then there was, uh, yeah. Now you can realize there's errr uh, with a lot of noise going on. You can realize it. It's not exclusive. It doesn't have to have a certain setting, like it being in a spiritual incubator. Yeah, you can have that sense errr uh, with a very loud situation. Yes? There's a knowing that's not knowledge. It comes from being. It doesn't come from studying. It doesn't come from... Going over, it doesn't study, it doesn't come from anything, it comes from being. Yeah? So the being exerts or releases a knowing, and you know, just like when I first heard satsang, I knew something before I ever heard about it. Yeah? I knew it. It was like an unspoken yes. And then over time, it's proven to be the last answer, which is an incredible answer because it negated any need for any other answer concerning this topic. So, yeah, there you go. So let me go on with this, because I like this reading. So he goes, when we inquire, who am I? The I concerned is the ego or self, right? I don't like to use the word self, but let's just use it. His says the ego. It is that which makes inquiry also so the one that's doing the inquiry and the one that's being inquired about are both not us yeah non-duality that's why it's on it's it's difficult when we're trying to realize non-duality as non uh one yeah it's not one it's not it's not
2: two yes so,
1: so here he goes, I uh, can't read, but yeah. I love this, the uh, spirit, yeah, it doesn't help much, but yeah, this, the spirit, let's say, has no inquiry. Spirit ain't saying anything, yes? Spirit isn't saying anything, it's not telling you to do anything, it's just the space that we're in, so to speak, or as, really. It goes here, the I about which the inquiry is made is also the ego. As a result of the inquiry, the ego ceases to exist. So they, get, they negate each other, yes? They've never existed, but to us, they, seem to, they cease to exist. So there's a negation, and it's sort of like a pause, and there you are in all of your silent empty glory. Yeah. As the result of an inquiry, the ego ceases to exist and only the self is found to exist. Exactly. So that which is not existing, looking for what's existing, is reinforcing the non existing. Yeah? That's a non-dual, you want to enter non-dual math 101? That's one of the first equations. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes like this, this blows my mind. What is the best way of killing the ego? I'm not a, I don't think you can kill something that's not there, but whatever. To each person that way is best, which appears easiest or appeals most. Yes. Yes. So some people, devotion, they have that tendency, love supreme, go off. That's what appeals the most to that action figure or through that action figure. Others, a little introspective. They've been up the ass themselves. They think a lot. So they go in another direction. Yeah? Let's call it jnana, knowledge. To each person, that way is best which appears... This meaning, as the experience of being person, the best way the message is presented is that which is most appealing to you. Some it's devotion, some it's fucking a lot of work and effort, like spiritual calisthenics and spiritual gyms, yeah? And others, they don't want to do shit, so they take the lay-down Buddhism. They like that one, okay? Why does everything work? Because
2: nothing needs to work everything
1: works because nothing needs to work if if there was only if there was an exotic only one thing that would work (laughs) but basically it would have nothing to do with what you're attracted to and being it the easiest the hardest way it would be the only way but there isn't any way because it's us already yeah so all the ways are equally good (laughs) As they lead to the same goal. Now, how do they lead to the same goal? Not directly, but by failing. Yeah. So you're going this way, thinking you're getting somewhere on the path. One day, sooner or later, it fails. And all of this effort moving towards where you already are reveals an incredible uh, revelation. Yeah. My arrival to that is based on having never left. Just like a friend of ours that comes here, he still didn't know if he should do meditation or not. So the way he discovered he didn't need to do it was signing up for a Vipassana retreat. He didn't know he didn't need to go to that retreat until he got to the retreat then he knew he didn't know to go he didn't need to go to the retreat it worked yeah (laughs) it worked did he do the retreat no going to the retreat served him by telling him very clearly he doesn't need to go to a retreat hallelujah yeah so so what the devotee type the bhakta calls surrender the man who does inquiry calls Yana. Do you see it? We're talking about the same no thing. Both are trying to take the ego back to the source from which it sprang. Now, could you imagine that you're not that which has seemingly has left the source? That would be pretty easy. Isn't that appealing to you? Isn't it appealing to you to hear a message that you don't even have to get the ego to go back to the source. You never left the source, yeah? So the ego can have a whole story, I've gotta get back to the source, and you're not that interested in it. Do you see you're not that, yes? Both are tra- da- da- da. To ask the mind to kill itself is like making the thief the policeman, all right? So here it is, the mind, The one we want to kill is the thief. Trying to kill it is like making the thief the policeman because they're the same. Yes. The negation isn't one and then an uplifting of the other. The negation is both policeman and thief. He will go with you and pretend to catch the thief, just like Dracula will go on vampire hunts. Yeah. Yeah. You'll sign up for every vampire hunt there is, but nothing will be gained. So you must turn inward and see where the mind rises from, and then it will cease to exist. Turning inward, or let's say turning to the before, then you're gonna see what comes after, which is selfing. And then by seeing what comes after, which is selfing, it won't lead you to the assumption that you're a self. Yeah? It will take the air out of that assumption. And you being the one that gives the air to the assumption, will it will be a withholding of that air to that assumption, and now that air is going to enrich your day instead of enslave your day. Yeah? Because you saw what came after from the before. And by seeing it from the before, you truly believe you've never left the before. No matter what shenanigans came up or what happened, you've never gone anywhere. So you must turn in, all right, so there you go.
2: The best way of killing the ego
1: is not killing the ego, obviously. If you stop trying to kill it, you'll realize it's dead, so to speak. (laughs) <laughs> you won't have to go through the process of killing something. It doesn't it's not alive. Yes. Can you imagine? I shot it 12 times. I'm sure it was dead. <laughs> but that thing that you killed is living as the one who just killed it. Yes? That's the assumption. The assumption is the ego killed the ego. <laughs> That's what gets negated. Yeah. The killed and the killee, or the killer and the killee, both get negated. So after a while, truly it's all rooted in on having never left, really. Yeah. And it gets shorter and shorter. There's less, less excursions. Yeah. You don't go on these exotic round-the-world trips anymore. There's less excursions, less time, and you always arrive at where you never left. Sooner or later, with the help of satsang, I hope it's going to dawn on us. Yeah? Yeah? Because it's not going to dawn on what we may take ourselves to be. The head is not going to get it. Yeah? Yeah? it's impossible it doesn't have the ability to crack it it doesn't have the ability to get it because everything it gets it's included in it yeah and this is an exclusion of that inclusion so yeah there you go i promise i'm not going to read this next week i i feel like i banged that head that nail enough times yeah yeah Has anyone really, I mean, didn't, didn't the idea of a spiritual journey have a lot of different meaning? It wouldn't usually be presented as, oh, just pick the easiest one. The one you like the most and the easiest one. All right. Can I do nothing? Yeah. You can, you can start and stay with, I need to do nothing. Then, oh, the guilt. Oh. <laughs> And then instead of seeing what all of that, which got triggered is not us, yes? What better than to have it triggered? How are you gonna come to a conclusion it's not you unless it presents itself nakedly? And this is what non-duality brings out. It brings out these misunderstandings so that you can see them, yeah? A lot of other shit fit the the shit with the misunderstandings. They don't rock the boat at all. They assume that the boat and you in it is part of the journey. And you're going to arrive at the other shore completely intact with the same boat sitting on the same seat on the boat. No, this is a negation. So what's most appealing to you, Paul? Not having to do anything? Yeah. All right. I'm going to make you a deal, Paul. Just give five satsangs a week. Is that too much? No. All right. Wow. It demanded me to go, go to any length. Any length. I've got to get Wi-Fi, have an iPad. Yeah. So hey, happy to see everybody. And let me do one more thing, another Ramana thing too. And it's not just the, prin- it's the underlying principle I want to point out. Once again, he's, get, he's asked a question. Is, there, is it predetermined or is there self-will or free will? Okay. So he finally, he says it very beautifully, he says, if there's a sense of individuality, it does not say, oh, there is an individual, it says, if there's a sense of individuality, this is what selfing keeps promoting, yes? There'll be a sense of free will. Why would you actually want to concentrate on the free will sense when it's contingent on the sense of individuality? Look at the sense of individuality. When you see you're not that, you lose interest in the big debates of predetermination and free will. You don't try to lose interest, you just lose complete interest in it, yeah? Because you realize it's just another one of those magical imaginations. The idea of free will or predetermination, yeah? It's all aspect of dreaming, but they're all rooted in the sense of individuality. And so the meaning that I have about free will isn't coming from free will, it's coming from the sense of individuality, yeah? Now, You want to change, I got to get out of this whole fucking obsession about free will. Well, if you see you're not the individuality, I bet you that's going to be a byproduct. You're going to lose interest in the topic of free will. Yeah. So there you go. And one more. He says, the only real value these questions constantly have is to see who the hell's asking them. Yeah? That's the real value. Who the hell is asking about the free will and the predetermination? Usually, that question's coming from the sense of individuality. <laughs> so, the sense of individuality is like the Dracula going on the vampire hunts, it disguises itself trying to figure out things, yeah? because they're being used as an obscuring of the fact of the sense of individuality. Yeah, all right. All
2: right, you ready for questions? Yes. Uh, Tim has his hand up. Hi, Tim.
3: Hey, hey, buddy. Nice to see you again. Yeah, hey. So, so, yeah, I was just uh, going to um mention um some of the stuff that uh, Paul was just talking about. It's quite uncanny today. um especially the uh, it quite these strange coincidences come up, and I guess they're always there all the time, but it's whether you pay attention to them. I think it's one of those ones. but the it was funny that the whole idea of um the the one asking the question is getting the answer from the from somewhere, and then that seems to be a confusion and then there's a pause and um, like for the one of the first times for a long time that there was something that kind of triggered in my mind at least a certain this is where the issue is that I've been looking for an answer to a question which is me or something asking it if that makes sense but you can't even use words to explain it because it falls apart kind of thing right so yeah I just wanted to kind of chime in with that and explain that um, I think that today for one you know especially with with the bits that paul drew had a personal correlation with me more than any other time today so whether that means anything who cares who knows but there's a there was a heartening component to today and so uh merry new year happy new year to everybody and uh, i hope that that may have made some sense but it, it doesn't matter if it didn't
1: <laughs> great yes great is something uncanny if it keeps happening after a while? No. Yeah. So it's it seems to happen quite a lot, the uncanniness. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Anyone else, Mike? Thanks, Tim. Uh no other hand. Um,
1: yeah, I just I think it's kind yeah, of this funny. Is so that funny. That- this is, this is funny. I'm looking at Amelia, looking at the zoom. So she may be looking at me in the zoom looking at Amelia. <laughs> Live. That's all right. Sorry. Sorry.
4: I was gonna say that that's kind of funny that, you know, since, since we're the meaning givers, since the meaning giving is through us, when there is attention to seeing how things can fit together, we will notice they fit together, but because we wanted to give the meaning to seeing them fit together. So like it's not like there's actually things that are a coincidence that are, are separate from the, us wanting to
2: see that. It's not like a literal coincidence.
1: Well, I think it. There's time. I think the time. Something happens first, and then the other happens after to reinforce the something that happened first. Yeah, is that what you're saying?
4: Kind of. Just yeah. that, like you know, like uh, what, like you talk about how it doesn't necessarily. Uh, if there's a gift, like when we saw a dragonfly fly into the garage one time, and you mentioned you know noticing the gifts of life but it's us being willing to experience a gift of life it's like if if we had not wanted that we wouldn't have noticed the, the dragonfly
1: it, it's it's just well not- yeah if that's you uh it. yeah but uh, the language is tricky because it's not like we wanted that yeah i mean but i'm
4: just referring to how you say and that's okay you like you know you don't have to dismiss that we're making it up to enjoy it
1: oh yeah no no that's allows you to enjoy it more yeah that's what i'm trying to i'm just bringing, yeah. bringing that yeah. Up. yeah. the idea of uh what best what best uh effects but uncaused ones Yeah. <laughs> oh my god you got three hands up now Oh, I'm finding pretzels in the couch here. <laughs> All right. Uh,
4: Greg's hands up first. Okay. Uh,
5: let's see if I can say this the way I mean it. Um, so uh, uh, we're talking about attention, paying attention to the thing that we're not paying attention to because it needs the most attention paid to it, um, even though we're not noticing it at the moment um uh so the other day i was feeling not so well and i was working and uh and then my customer told me they weren't feeling so well and uh so i wasn't giving much attention to that at first and then uh, i i got through the day was glad i got through the day (laughs) and then uh um so i'm telling a story about what's not happening but it's a good example uh of um being in the moment. So uh, then I got really sick the following day and I called, I said, look, I'm not coming to work. And uh, I said, matter of fact, uh, I'm probably gonna go to the doctor and have him check me, you know? So I had him check me for uh, COVID and check me for strep and found out I had COVID. And so I called him back and I said, well, I wanna let you know I have COVID. That was a day that you asked me, how are you feeling? And I went to the doctor after that. <laughs> how I was feeling. And, uh, cause I was, you know, I was okay, but I wasn't feeling that great. I, I could be feeling better. So, uh, you know, I went out and I bought all this stuff and I said, yeah, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to be feeling really well. And, and, uh, you know, I'm going to do all these things because I'm the one that's really involved in doing all this stuff. And, and, uh, um, then I, it was the weirdest thing. It was like, I would just like just forgot about it so what you know like why am I putting so much attention to this what aren't I paying attention to is that I'm okay already and uh I went and I went to lay down and I woke up like 12 hours later and felt perfectly fine and uh, so yeah I needed the rest that's what I wasn't paying attention to and I, I just needed to shut down and um Not pay so much attention at trying to go and cure myself, or you know, like it's so kind of like doing the steps, or over, or like the guy you said to stop writing, you're doing too much of it. Uh, just you know, whatever that story was, but uh, um, and just one more piece I uh, you know, called family members because we all got together the day after Christmas and went out to dinner at uh, Olive Garden and. I called everybody up. I said, you know, I found out i had positive. This is why I let you know. And my son, he came back to uh, San Francisco. He lives just south of you. And uh, he says, oh, yeah, I found out I have it too. So uh, after my long sleep, I called him back and I go, um, so you must have not went to work. He says, no, I did not go to work. He says, but I'm hanging out with my friend and uh, we're driving around. Uh, Somewhere south of San Francisco, and like I'm, you know, doing the dad thing, I'm starting to worry about him, and I'm, and then I stop and I go like, wait a minute, I taught him that to not get caught up in all this shit, and just live in the moment, and uh, and I and it was great because I stopped myself or stopped self from getting into, you know, trying to be the, the caregiver, or the caretaker, and just uh, said, well, yeah, man, enjoy yourself, have a good time. <laughs> Because he already knows what to do, just like all of us do, but it's interesting that we don't always listen to that the voice that we talk about, and the more that we um, tune into that 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 voice that's not based in self, uh, uh, the more present we are, and the more rewards seem to be just given to us instantaneously. There's nothing to do. i'll
1: I'll shut up with that. Thanks. I think that's was what was Mike was just saying. Yeah, Mike was just saying that. Yes. So exactly. Yeah. If you're open to see coincidences, you're going to see a lot of them. Yeah. And what allows that isn't the thing that's talking about the one who allows things. Yeah. It's before that. And then it percolates into the experience. And then willingly or unwillingly, the head has to adapt to the new narrative because uh, grace has shown up, yes, or coincidences or unknown uh, phenomena, and it can't seem to override it. So it has to begrudgingly start fitting around it. yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel exactly how it was so funny i get into recovery and i see tons of coincidences that i wasn't seeing at all before was it there a, was it a desert of coincidences and then an oasis of no it was just how i saw things and how i see things isn't on the surface that's pure narrative basically it's what's underneath what's before yes yeah, th- yeah, yeah. things become uh more divergent it it's 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 quantum. Well, they do
2: a lot of things
1: yeah and then you just observe it yeah you observe it not with a preconceived conceived idea how it's going to be you you observe how it is yes yeah yeah it's like instead of living on a delay a time delay you're getting more contemporary news <laughs> like every second through the experience yeah and I feel the action figure learns over time. It does. Yeah. I, 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 want remember, head. I remember the action figure, when the body gets ill, the action figure has memory of what it felt like. And then, so the head wants to get super afraid that this is going to kill me. And then the, something else comes in and says, no, you've had this before. It's going to be this and that, and then it passes. Yes. So there is some learning that can occur. And uh, again, not with the surface, see that that thing that says it's the learner is what needs to learn a lot, <laughs> yeah. To learn the, uh, the, that mental idea that I'm the learner, there needs to be a lot of learning about that, that we're not that, yes? Yeah, because it has a very limited way of knowing and learning and shit. Yeah, yet we have a possibility that's much more unlimited. So, yeah, but that doesn't happen after it happens before. Yeah, the real relief or the real freedom is before the bondage, not after the bondage. So you see uh, that the in- time does not leave like a, a footprint in cement. Yes, it's, it's manufactured, <laughs> yeah? it's it, it's heaviness doesn't have to be in every moment you can see the timelessness of a moment in time, yeah, or you can you can get a sense of it yeah we have a we're a large a much larger spectrum of a Geiger counter than uh we know because we're usually being used like the guys that use it in the beach and the, they're trying to find metal underneath the thing. The head uses our capabilities for a very very tunnel vision myopic agenda yes usually to be right and uh and then deal with the aloneness that that brings (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like we when satsang lands it doesn't land with the one who heard it it's the hearing of it yes the hearing of it is what does it yes yeah so and there's something going on. We could be we could be swapping recipes and something could get through. Because it's not the words, yeah. There's something here that happens and the words are like a it's like putting a a layer of something over the base, the real base, yeah. Yeah, we could be going over recipes or shit like that. And then you could there would be a sense, yeah, yeah satsang is uh once you've come upon it and recognize something's moving through us not as us uh a whole lot
2: of hearing can go on yes yeah
1: yeah so anyone else thank you anybody else thanks greg yeah gary hi gary thank you uh, Gary,
6: and, and, yeah, I just experiencing um,
2: an example
6: of what you're talking about. It's like um, I was feeling s- kind of sleepy, and then trying to ex- hear what you're saying and failing. And here, then I was listening to your conversation with Mike, and I like I couldn't hear what you guys were saying. I couldn't make it out and gave up it's like i'm not gonna get even that i'm not even gonna hear that conversation it's like oh that's what he's talking about
1: (laughs) not even that there you go gary
2: yeah that resolved in a way
1: so what are you talking about The funny thing is, we're gonna use time a little bit, but what you're trying to hear has already been heard. You've heard it already. It's already there. Mouth agape, wide open, yes. This is all tricks and chicanery to sort of, yeah. Yeah? (laughs) When you know through saying, you already knew. You can feel it, it triggers something. That was before the acquiring or the amassing of understanding and knowledge, yeah? You already know. Yeah. Mm. Just like when you talk to somebody in recovery, there's already a knowledge that they're fucked. Yeah? <laughs> but there's something that doesn't want to know that. And so they go to meetings and shit, and that's something that doesn't want to know. It gets broken down so that the knowing can come up. Yeah, but the knowing is already there. Most alcoholics and addicts know they're fucked. Mm. Yeah, mm. completely. But there's a mental activity that's denying that, not negating it, denying it. Yes, which doesn't work. Yeah. And what happens is you do stuff for that to be broken down so then the knowledge can come to the surface. The same with satsang. Yeah. Yeah. What? Being triggered isn't new, yeah? It isn't even old either, it's already so, yeah? There's just mm. stuff that's in the way, like the hurdles would be time and other stuff. And basically when you jump off enough hurdles of time and realize, wait a minute, yeah, that knowledge is right there, instantaneous. You, It's not like you're acquiring it. Yeah. yeah, there's something yeah. that's going to trigger it by the dismissal of the importance of that, that which is overriding it, yes, yeah. which is the head, yeah? So the head sitting here trying to get it, and that's why you don't get it, <laughs> because you are it, yeah? And this is the point of satsang. It's put out there, so if it's going to take time or, you know, 50 satsangs will be there and if you need one it will be there if you need 400 it'll be there but it's going to finally work where you're gonna say what yeah yeah because the knowledge is already there this is not about acquiring knowledge this is about Mm -hmm. unearthing the knowledge that's already so yeah by losing interest in what's being painted over it, yeah? What's, it's sort of like there's the chocolate in the M&M, yeah? And then there's the shell. We're just weakening the shell, the chocolate's there, yeah? How are we weakening the shell? A loss of interest in it. And then you're real, the interest that's really wanting the chocolate will be aligned, yeah? I mean, instead of getting this fucking chest shell, yeah, yeah. Hmm. We already know. I mean, every alcoholic knows they're fucked, I believe. They just don't want to know it because of where they're looking at everything from. Yeah. If we can question where you're looking at everything from, you may have the balls like immediately to look at what you've been avoiding for years. Yeah. It's just basically, uh, it's sort of like, there's the mail slot, the mental mail slot, and then there's this gaping open hole. We're trying this, yeah, you don't have to keep, we're just, yes, fuck, I can't get the message, and then the message is already there. That's why, that's why you can't get the message. It's already been delivered, so to speak, yes? You keep looking out the mail slot. I don't know if this will fit. To it. it's already de- delivered. You're it. <laughs> it's already in the house. Well, yeah. If it wasn't, it would be something
2: else. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'm thinking this, this is,
6: uh, I don't know this kind of aside, but this is sort of like Socrates and the Greeks. They talked about how real knowledge you already have. It's already there. They're just bringing out what's already within you. Um, And I don't know, that just reminds me of what you're saying. It's already there. They're just, you're just sort of busting the facade that would deny that
1: you're already you already really what remember. it is weakening because the facade is kept up by interest and belief and attention yeah mm-hmm. the facade is work a lot of work of denial we're hoping if you could see it's not you there'll be a loss of interest in it and there won't you won't have to knock the <coughs> facade over it will collapse itself mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. because I mean, that's being up by yeah it. So when, we're with, when our attention and interest is withdrawn, the facade will collapse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't seeing that. I was
2: yeah.
1: holding so, it. Uh, yes, we are. Inadvertently or unknowingly, that's this condition. Yeah. Just like he says, you know, spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing, let's say, the, the facade. How can they destroy it? when they're captured in the mental realm. Yes? So now what you're doing has already been given meaning before you even did it to to reinforce the doer. Yes? This is the dilemma. When you're on that field, yeah, the only possible thing about changing the facade is blowing it up or fucking, you know, whatever. Right. But if you lose interest in the field, you'll see all those real heavy hard things will change because they're being held in place by our belief and uh, and all this shit. when you lose interest in that little nucleus which is the self the idea of self it's the center of the system then there's a collapsing and then that which is it becomes uh the unsuspected resource is now Recognized, suspected. yes, yes, more than suspected. It brings assurance, and it brings uh, convincing. Yeah, yeah, but you can't get it. See, we're trying to get it through that which has its own agenda to keep supporting the facade. That's what we just read. You're trying to kill the mind. You're what you're bringing. What you're using to kill the mind is the mind itself. It's only going to reinforce the mind. Yes, yeah. yeah? This is one of the the principal themes of non-duality and all of its messaging is that there's a conundrum that we find in recovery, which is self can't get out of self. So if there's the act of being identified as self is the new reality, that's the basis we're living from. That basis is going to obscure a lot of shit. And we're going to think it's all the shit doing it. Yeah. But if you look at the basis, That facade is based on our assumption or our belief in it. When that's removed, a new basis becomes available. And the new basis is really the one on having never left. Yeah, it's always been available all the time. It's like that church we talked about, the Muslim temple, the tiles fell off, they realized it was an early first century Christian church. All the while they were thinking it was a Muslim temple, because of the, because of what the head put on it, the tiles, mm-hmm. suddenly it drops and the underlying uh, basis of it was a Christian church. It was always there. It just wasn't, mm-hmm. it was unsuspected, but it wasn't not there, yeah? It mm-hmm. was a fact that there was a Christian church, unsuspected, uh, appearing as a Muslim temple. <laughs> a fact. Yes. Effect. Yes. And when you've been introduced to a free sample, there's a knowing that it's true. More than all the things we try to believe is true. And and usually what we come to believe is true is boosted, uh produce, produced by uncaused effects, sort of like pain and suffering. Yes. So then we live in a huge fear that if I do this, I'm going to get hurt. But when, when there's an acknowledgement of what's so, that knowing is profoundly different. It's not like a Pavlovian fucking uh, torture thing, yes? You just know it's true, yeah? I don't have to call up a fucking shaman to t- tell me, yeah? I don't, yeah? If you're not gonna have faith in that, what are you gonna have faith in? then your faith is gonna be up. It's gonna be able to be used for tons of other shit. But this faith is in the bedrock of the situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
6: Yeah. And and if I got the answer from the shaman in one moment, I wouldn't believe him in the next. Of
1: course, because you're the shaman, really. Yeah. You're the ultimate shaman or the ultimate master if you have it like we used to use the example of if you loved a dead master loved 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 completely or that's what you believe and then it appeared they appeared to you and told you you need do nothing never pick up anything i bet you 15 minutes after they disappeared you'd be sitting meditating or something yes because the real master we always rely on is the unreliable. (laughs) but There's great faith in that. (laughs) This is what about this is the truth telling. Tell the truth about what you're not. It can be revealed. Tell the truth about it. Or let that truth hit you. Don't have to do shit about it. Just hear it finally. Yeah. And see what happens. You can be unerected and re-erected without any thought effort on your fucking part, yeah? Mm. You may not lift your hand up. You may not lift a fucking shovel up, yet think, great things will change dramatically. Yeah. It's faith that moves the mountain, not you as a doer, as mm. Jesus yeah. said. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Can you as the doer move that mountain? It's going to be a lot of fucking work. Yeah. But faith can move that mountain. What f- real faith rely- brings about is realizing there's no need to move the mountain. <laughs> because first, there is no mountain. That's the fact. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where the son of man or the woman of man can rest their heads. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Where there's no head.
1: Yes. On having no head as, uh, what's his name wrote? Very nice, uh, book.
7: Douglas Harding.
1: <clears throat> Remember him? Douglas Harding. Know. Oh, Douglas Harding. Yeah. I like the way that guy wrote. I like, he's a nice, uh, Yeah. All right, anyone else?
2: No? Sorry, I was not, I'm sorry,
4: Bruce, if I muted you. Uh, Bruce.
2: Yeah,
4: just real brief, just real brief.
0: Uh, So when I had first met you, it was like, I recognized right away that, um, you know, there was no saving of my face because there was no way I could get anything around you. And then that left me kind of open that you were like the mirror or the reflection in the water. I see in the lion, you know, you were the lion. So I could see a lion at least. And then you see the seeing that you're seeing me as the emperor with no clothes is what I'm, what I feel, you know, on this end of it. It's not some you know it's it's a shared something. I don't know, but so, that's how grateful I am to not only you but this group. but you know you're that mirror you're the mirror of you know what, what we are. So yeah, thanks. You know I'm open left open to, to hear and listen and see myself through you and others. Thanks great, again. Bruce. Okay, I'm gonna get off. Thanks for letting me in.
2: Yes. Always, Bruce. All right, is that it? I uh, get no other.
4: Whoops. Uh, Esteban. Who? Esteban.
1: Esteban. Esteban. It's just like another Deborah. Esteban. No, do you get it? Yeah, yeah.
7: <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. do say it in right.
7: Italian. Say it in Italian. <laughs> Stefan. Stefan is okay.
1: Esteban. Yeah.
7: Yes. It, it's, it's, uh, it's simple like what, what you were saying about the facade and about the face. And I was thinking all the time about the masks. What what we when we are self inquiring, let's say, discovering our real true nature, what is happening is that the the masks, the different masks we use for our our contact with others and situations start to fall. And you become a a more uh, united, more honest unity, let's say, or honest, uh, facade
1: is is uh, is what the yeah it's uh, I know it's Iran uh, yeah. an authentic non yeah
7: yeah and, and your real face this is what the sand master said uh, what what is your real face well you yeah. the changes that you see in the faces of the people is also that they are now showing the real face uh, or the honest face or the primordial no face, face yeah. yeah. No just a comment. Thank you, Paul. Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you, bro. I'm happy. Uh, we're, all, uh, we're all comfortable being the emperor with no clothes. It's good. Letting our
4: asses yeah. hang out.
7: <laughs> it, it, it's the real ass, not the real face. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. We don't want to dwell on the ass of the emperor. Let's just <laughs> <let's> move on. <laughs> uh let's keep that to ourselves all right anyone else mike i think we'll uh, go off that yeah no
2: uh three two one